about that intro you like that that you was like a little countdown yeah i like that that was really professional i mean we are really stepping the game up here that's what we are here we're pros you got now tell everybody what you got that you're talking on tonight yes i am now officially in the podcast game with a uh getty nano microphone sounds very good it well, sounds you. great honestly i'm using a new camera too tonight so i've got my <clears throat> My camera that I usually film my plumbing videos with now. I, I recently discovered that it can be used as a streaming camera, which I tested it out the other night and the quality I was like, holy crap. So we're we're just we're just constantly getting better here at Rule of the Galaxy. Just evolving. I forgot to light my uh I always light a candle for every podcast and just uh just went to Hershey Park and I have one of the candles that smells like Hershey's chocolate. So nice. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, so are we uh, after dark right out of the bat here? Yeah. I mean, the, flame right out of the is, gate, <laughs> the flame is, is just out of control on that actually. Um, but yeah, before we go into this episode of, uh, <laughs> wait, I'm, that, that is way the, Broadcast with the bad backdrop it's in chat tonight. Oh uh, yeah, Brent's in chat tonight. So <laughs> language. All right, we're getting we're we're off to a banger start this week. I'm loving it. Adam Parker's in here. He's been in every week. Uh, he's been in every week uh, for our little live stream parties that we've been doing. It's it's been exclusive parties, but they've been fun. I'm I'm really enjoying doing it. Um. Before I go into, you know what, we'll talk about it after the podcast, after the live stream. There is some stuff I want to talk about, but let's go over a quick recap of where we're at in this show right now. Uh, what, if you could like recap episodes one through three right now, what would you say has happened so far before this one? Before we get into, I mean, we've done a nice recap of the state of the galaxy as far as the New Republic. And this group of, I guess, would you call them Imperial Remnants? And yeah. I, I guess they fit into that category. Uh, we've established a past history with Ahsoka and Sabine. Uh, some things that went wrong there, and we're trying to rectify that. We know that Thrawn is out there. I mean, they've talked yeah. about Thrawn being out there. Thrawn uh, is possibly out there. Yeah, Ezra. You know, the, we saw the hologram of him. So, like, we know where Sabine is at. Like, do you think we're going to start to see character progress in this episode, you know, as to what's been established now? Do you think it's like, all right, we've established what's going on in this show. Now we're going to get the ball rolling this week. That's what I'm hoping is about to happen. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think that's going to happen. I think something really big is going to happen this week. I think yeah. so. Did you see the clip they released uh, today? Uh, yes, I did. I saw that this morning, and I was going to share it to the group, but I thought that one was, uh, I don't know, I way too good to be spoiled, so I did not. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw the like Disney Plus released a little, you know, you know, a little teaser trailer today, which I feel like they haven't been releasing teasers on the day of these episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I was like, oh, they're showing a they're showing like a, a, a one minute clip from tonight's episode. I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, yeah, they've done that every week so far. All right, I, I just I just been messing it then. I'm too busy. I'm too busy shoveling coal into the hype train. So much of it has been uh, expansions of scenes that we've already seen in the trailer. So, I, it it does kind of feel familiar when you watch them. Yeah. Well, I really have a feeling we're gonna see what's going on behind the mask of Morak or however you say his or her name tonight. I'm really hoping that's what we're going to see because I, I love how star Wars can do this where it's like, this guy has hardly done anything in the show so far. And right. And like everyone's talking about him. Exactly. It's all anybody's talking about. Who is this mask character and who could it be? Um, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence here. I would like to see it be someone like Barris or, you know, star killer. I think Ezra's, I don't, I, I don't buy into that one. Um, but then again, I'd also kind of like for them to just uh, get gun smoked and we never know. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that, man? That's if that happens, I'm going to be like, what the hell? I will be uh, semi devastated if that happens. So, I am going to Are you watching the show right now? Did I start it? No, you did not. Okay. I just like It's not letting me hit play on it. All right. I'm starting it. We're going to start. Hold on. Live stream is starting in five, four, three, two, one. You running on your screen? No, it still says waiting for a host to start the stream. Okay, now I'm going to do it. We're starting now. <laughs> now. We have hope. Hope that things will get better, and they will, especially since you're listening to Rule the Galaxy podcast. Yes, for those listening, I would just like to point out that uh, I'm not gloating or anything, but I did post in the group chat today that Ahsoka dies in this episode, and that dies was in a parentheses, not actually dying, but then that episode five would be her personal trauma with Anakin and dealing with all of that. That's crazy, man. Anakin looked good too. He looked really good. <laughs> hmm. So who, who would have pulled her out of her fall or from drowning or. 
I wonder. Baylen. I think Balin did. I, I think he before he left, I think he did it. Then again, he probably just hopped on the ship, though. I don't know. I don't know. Well, somebody would have had to have pulled her into the world between worlds. That's what Ezra did when she fought Vader. He was in the world between worlds and then uh, saved her and pulled her into it. That is crazy. Here's Brent. This is her cave in the hero's journey. Well, do you want to do a quick uh, episode recap of that? Then Joe could grab this and do a uh, podcast out of it. I'll just do a re-intro. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty wild episode. <laughs> All right, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, Alfie and I just got done doing the live stream of uh, Ahsoka episode four, which to me, that was a freaking banger uh, episode. Uh, if you guys haven't been join us, joining us on um, Tuesday nights, we've been doing a live stream watch along. Uh, every Tuesday night, we start the stream at nine o'clock and then we do a, uh, uh, a kind of like a, a half-assed countdown as to when we're going to start the episode. <laughs> so we all know that we're within like a couple of seconds of each other. And, you know, we have fun in the chat. You know, Adam Parker's always riding along with us. We appreciate it. I see there's other people in here as well. Brent's in the comment section right now. I kind of want Brent to join. Brent, the uh, link is in your stream yard if you want to hop yeah. in there. You I'm know you've been waiting for this moment all season, Brent. Yes, I need to hear We're your finally take. finally there. I need to hear your take, Brent. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on the uh, little bubbles below in case you pop into this stream. But uh, all right, episode four. Uh, what, what are your initial reactions off of that? How many times are we going to have? Well, I, I guess it, it can't really happen again, can it? That an Inquisitor spins the uh, double-bladed lightsaber like that and does not fly. I just really want to see one of them fly one time. I know. I know. I really Even I really though it would look ridiculous, just please, just one time, make them fly. I thought that was a great episode. Man, it was dark. I thought it looked great. I really liked the fight choreography in it. I thought it... Each one of them kind of spoke, had a little message in the way that they were fighting each other. Yes. Um, man, I really like Balin's character, especially him destroying the map at the end. I really like that. Dude, that looked freaking awesome. When he just got the lightsaber and put it straight through that, and it was yeah. just... You know, if anyone's watching our live stream right now and you haven't watched the episode yet, we're talking like full spoilers. And this is a big spoiler episode. So as much as I want people to be watching us, you know, oh, here he is. Here he is. The man himself. Brent is joining us. What's going on, Brent? <laughs> He's shaking his head. What do you think? I could have done without the world between worlds. It was on the poster. You had enough time to prepare yourself for it been months <sighs> i just hope i don't know i hope it doesn't do anything else than just put her back into or it'll probably be her way to get to thrawn i don't know um i'm actually kind of also slightly peeved at my girl sabine she wants to get to ezra 
So two things that come to mind. Absolutely. Right. I, I, I mean, her love and her her need to get to Ezra outweighed everything else. Mm-hmm. But Chopper was beeping. The tracking beam is still on the hyperdrive. Right. So they can still go get them. If they make a hyperspace ring or attach themselves to a pergola or something. I mean, it's there. Right. I'm with so you there. That or that helmet. Is that helmet just another MacGuffin? Is that something else that's going to try to... Um, do they need to go back and get that helmet and use that to try to connect the helmet to Sabine? Oh, man, I don't know, because is it like just a piece of Sabine, you know, being left behind is that her moving on? I don't know. I kind of thought the same thing that, you know, at some point someone's going to find the helmet and give it back to her. That'll be a nice moment in the series. I actually thought Hottie was going to show it to Ahsoka, and that's why she'd flip out is because Hottie had it in her hand and thought that uh, Sabine was dead. But she just automatically assumed Sabine was dead when she saw hottie whatever the hell her name is what which I think hottie is, is a good name for her. that doesn't know. make sense to me because and it's i've been making this point with everyone who i've talked to about who Morocco really was they have this whole thing called the force where they sense each other so wouldn't she have sensed that sabine died i mean they're literally hundreds of yards away from each other just like when she when she dueled that person, wouldn't she have felt that if it was her best friend Barris or Ezra or so, anyone known? So this gets into okay. So I think you're we're playing on the idea that Ben Ben sits there and he feels like a thousand voices just cried out in anguish and uh, vaporized. No, Alderaan was killed. So like people are sensing that. You can make it a lot simpler. No, but I'm the first I, time I, that Ahsoka saw an unnatural pilot who is unnaturally skilled, she reached out with the force and connected with them and realized that it was Anakin. So she's fighting somebody with a double bladed lightsaber. It's when extremely was that? logical. Rebels? Yeah. When uh, Darth oh, Vader single handedly destroys Phoenix Squadron. Dude, I can't remember that. Yeah. They're on the ghost. He wipes out all of the A-wings. He attacks the uh, cruiser that's with him, and she reaches out in the force to find out who the pilot is. But is that, so is that, that was Rebels, or that was? That was Rebels. Seven of Clone Wars. That was Rebels, because he was Darth Vader. Right. And I had the captions on. Do you know that it said the Vader theme plays, right, when it went to Fade to Black? Yeah. I'm sure you guys who know the music know it better than me, but it's like you see... Anakin, but it said Vader's theme played, so it ended on that ominous note. Dude, right. I didn't pay attention to that actually. I was so wrapped up in just like staring at him and also trying <laughs> not to shed a tear on the live stream because that's the first time, like that's like the first time on a live stream where I was like, I was like, holy shit, I might uh I might uh cry on this live on uh YouTube right now, just seeing that uh episode three Anakin, you know, it was like I mean, Clone Wars Anakin, essentially, but that's episode three Anakin. That's episode know? three Anakin. That's Revenge of the Sith. Anakin. Right where he, that's right where he crossed, right? Like that's, right. Which is why I think it's also why they played the Vader theme, because is it really 
Well, I think that's going to be a big theme in the next episode when she has her, her journey through the world between worlds. I think that uh, she's going to realize that there was nothing she could do to prevent Anakin from turning into Darth Vader. So you're saying that she reached out because somebody was... But here's the thing and what I was going to get at is she's in the middle of a fight mm-hmm. that she's trying to focus on because the dude was matching her blow for blow. Right. They also would stared you, at each other from a distance after their fight. Would you, but it's all about focus, right? So being able to wield the force is all about focus. So if you are focused in the moment on a battle, are you going to be able to sense things around you? And it takes somebody who's it's already proven that she did. Was she in the fight with that one? Yes. Yes. I obviously need to go back and watch Rebels in that exact <laughs> situation that you're speaking of. Because I completely I, get your point, and I agree with you uh, 99%, but there's that 1% of me that shows her character when facing someone of that caliber instantly connect, trying to connect with them to find out who they are. But at the same time, Sabine is not necessarily the most force-in-tuned. So but she it, is. Right, but so when she reaches out, she reaches out to Anakin, who is also strong with force. If she's trying, if she is catching the extrasensory perceptions, is she going to be able to catch somebody who hasn't quite tapped into their force abilities? I think so. They're literally right there next to each other, both in combat and fighting. It's more. It's more to me. It's more the fact that I feel like she was focused on the fight, and more so than she was focused on um, the surrounding. Yeah, and there's so many things they have to focus on when they fight. You know, the constant guarding their on-off button and guarding the (laughs) on-off button of the person that they're dueling against. The other thing is, like, I think you mentioned Vader style. I feel like that was more like Clone Wars Anakin style, Balin. Balin's stance was more Clone Wars Anakin style. Anakin fought uh, with the saber above his head like she started to. He didn't have that upright, like, batters, batters by stance. I felt like he had, like, there were scenes of him doing that in the Well, I mean, they constantly do shift their stances. Sure. And that was one thing that Obi-Wan and Anakin really liked to do. If which, uh, God damn, I hate this crap. It's not canon anymore, but in all of the Clone Wars novels and comic books, etc., the Revenge of the Sith novelization, they like to fight people in different styles to throw them off. It looked like they both switched up styles. The yeah. okay, and also I think you were talking way back when, probably on episode like. 62 of our podcast that um, the point and the thrust was more of like a Palpatine and like an attacking. That was a big plot point of heir to the empire. (laughs) I love it. I will take that and run to the the first time that Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade fight. He remarks on how she uses the point to stab. Right. And she says that Palpatine taught her right? because a Jedi would never fight that way. Right. So Ahsoka was using that style. But again, Ahsoka's had many travels and she's she's had like she's had a lot of trauma. So um, 
but I thought it was interesting that she kept going. She went very like baiting aggressive as well. Like, so like, it wasn't really like a toy. Like, like Obi-Wan would be, she was kind of going aggressive towards Balin. Yeah. He really angered her in bringing up Anakin and the whole master and apprentice dynamic. He hit that. I think he hit the, you know, the home run right there saying that uh, something to the extent of how do you live with knowing what he became and there was no, you didn't do anything. So as much crap as she was giving Sabine in the previous episodes, I think now she's going to have to deal with that baggage that she's carrying herself. Right. I mean, she's now hitting her hero's journey and we're episode four. So she's got four episodes to deal with it. We'll probably see Thrawn in episode seven. Hey, do you guys get a uh, Power Rangers vibe from the Morgan character? Yep. Yep. Uh, like Rita Repulsa. Yes, that's the name I could not think of. Well, especially when they were going into hyperspace. And then when those rings started going, it reminded me of um, Zordon. Uh, is that the name of the guy who would talk to the Power Rangers? Was it Zordon? I think so. Rangers. Yeah. It, it was the guy's like big head that would pop up on the little screen. <laughs> You're not a Power Rangers guy, Brent? Not. A... <laughs> I love it. In it of Power Rangers. Yeah. Ahsoka's fighting style definitely changed, though, too, when um, uh, Hati showed up and she was just like Sabine. And then she then she turned on to a different level. I mean, because she was doing that that force block that she had going on, which was pretty sick, where she was using the freaking force on her lightsaber. You know what I would compare Balin's style to more so, though, would be Qui-Gon, actually. I feel like he I felt like Qui-Gon always had that high elbow stance you know what i mean yeah i felt like there was there was somebody and i i attributed when i was watching it to anakin but it could be qui-gon somebody had that like baseball like chest high stance qui-gon had a stance like that okay uh kenobi mimics it against maul in the rebels episode to bait him into trying his finishing move interesting you're talking about the twin sons from Rebels. Yes. Okay, yeah. When when he finally dies. Hey, do you think Morak's gonna come back? Well, I don't really think it's important that he comes back or that being a plot point, because why sure he can come back. It looks like he was made by the Night Sisters, so why can't they make him again? Why have an Inquisitor lightsaber then if he's made by like the like I, I don't get that. I mean, then again, Maul was brought back by the Night Sisters, and I mean Yeah, and why is Balin teaching his angry little apprentice to be a Jedi? I, I, I don't I don't really know. Well that's well, and really we don't even know what he's teaching her. And yeah, it's not like he's not teaching her the dark side because he would have had her attack Ahsoka and choke the hell out of her, but he had her back, or sorry, Sabine, but he had her back off, right? I mean, I think that's kind of plot armor also. I'll use uh, Alfie's term. I feel like backing off is plot armor is why Sabine is there because we needed to, we need it somehow. I think she is somehow going to be the linchpin to pull Ahsoka there or something. Or, well, he gave her. He gave her his word too, and he's an honest, you know, mercenary. I mean, to kill her would be a shame. There's so few. It would be. 
Yeah, I mean, he also has this level. I feel like he just has this level of respect for Ahsoka as well, which, like, you know, obviously Balin was mixing it up around the Jedi back in the day. You know, like, he was around for stuff. So, you know, like, I, I think he relates himself to Ahsoka because she left the Order. I probably, you know, probably in different ways than however he left the order but you know so i i really liked his little line to sabine about um her blaming ahsoka for her family's death on mandalore did you guys catch that mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah i did i mean i just didn't really i couldn't i couldn't catch the deep cut of it though honestly uh, yeah I w- i'd have to watch it again but he basically said uh you know your family died on mandalore and you did nothing because your master didn't believe in you so there may be some more ahsoka sabine backstory there you know around the time of the purge interesting yeah, I mean, uh, it's what, crazy. I, I feel which like which again would be kind of similar to uh, Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Yoda but, telling him not to go because he's not ready. This is why I hate the timelines. But during the purge, wasn't she part of the Jedi or the uh, the Imperial Academy? No, the purge would have been. Hmm. Because isn't the okay? So the pur- like the Night of a Thousand Tears and the Purge are they the same thing? I think so. So if that's the case, then you're talking kind of like in the episode one time for or like or when were you? Because you the they showed the B B one battle droids and the Mandalorians saving Din Djarin, the Children of the Watch saving Din Djarin. So B I'm gonna have to look that up real quick because that you're right that doesn't make sense time wise. I, that's the that's the biggest thing, man. Yeah, Adam Parker says Purge was post Rebels, right? Yeah. You don't want to ask me anything about uh, timelines in Star Wars because for me, it's just a big old blender of coolness, and I think I understand it, and sometimes I don't, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> so, so while he's looking that up, like uh, it's sometime between one year before and five years after the Battle of Yavin. So her family wasn't necessarily on Mandalore, though, right? No, because they were on a different planet, like an ice planet. They were in the Mandalore system, so they may have gotten attacked after the planet Mandalore did. Yeah, that ice planet is the reason why I know Sabine had a jetpack when Alfie brought it up, because for some reason that's... That's an arc in Rebels that stuck out to me from when I was watching it. Was I remembered? I enjoyed those episodes yeah. with Sabine's family on that ice planet. That was also in like episode or like season three, towards the end of season three, where she gets the dark saber and starts training. I know. I stopped watching that show right, right around that time. I stopped yeah. at a very dumb time, actually. No, I mean, I think you're good. Like again, like I don't. I just don't know how all of it ends. I can't remember all like plot by plot without looking at it again. But all right, I'll go back to something. We're kind of jumping around. Um, Adam Parker says his boy Huang, or however you pronounce it, is moving up the droid. Uh, the droid list, which okay, fair. Doesn't he have a built-in alarm? 
Like, wouldn't you just have a trigger? If you start getting beat over the head by from behind and you're a droid, wouldn't you just set off a beacon and a buzzer that's like, instead of him trying to talk and then the guy covering his mouth? Like, we're talking about what humans would do to try to silence another human. You're doing droid on droid and you're trying to cover his mouth. I feel like that's that was just silly and he should have had an alarm built into him. As soon as he started throwing punches, the alarm should have started beeping to let them know so they could have come out maybe three steps faster. Yeah, or some type of risk communicator. They they always have risk communicators in Star Wars. You know, you press a button and it makes an alarm go off somewhere else. And if you want to talk about sensory, doesn't aren't all dro- like I mean, it seemed like C3PO had sensors and could sense when people are around. How does he get caught off guard if he's still working? Don't they have a proximity sensor on him too? You would think so. Right? Like, I mean, I guess plot armor and make it fun, show our boy throwing some blows, but that was that was like that was hokey to me a little bit. Yeah, I, right at one when he had his mouth covered, I started thinking to myself, I'm like, it's just a speaker. Like, you know, maybe maybe he covered the entire hole where the speaker was. You know? Can he just make it louder? <laughs> I mean, 11's louder than 10. Turn but, volume up. I don't know. I feel like there should have been like some sort of droid alarm or proximity sensor. He shouldn't have been put into the into harm's way to where he had to throw blows. It was cool, though, because he had four <laughs> arms, technically, because he had those arms from the back that were throwing little, um, whatchamacallit, uh, oh, my God, what what's the name of that? Uh, but how about the whipcord into the saber slap? Yeah, that was pretty nice. That was pretty. Uh, I think a Jedi was- and a Mandalorian fighting together is, you know, that's always going to be pretty good. That was pretty Mortal Kombat. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's right. what I was thinking of. The the arms behind them punched exactly like how those arms extend, you know? Except in reverse. They were coming out like this. I mean, Mortal Kombat, get over here! And Ahsoka slices him in half as he comes over. There yeah. were also shades of Force Awakens fight with um, Hottie and Sabine. Like, uh, in the forest, cutting down trees as they go. There was kind of Kylo Ren-esque she was kind of fighting angry and aggressive like kind of in a Kylo mm-hmm. she and has a lot of anger in her yeah flames. she does the angry teen there's 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 something deep there that I'd like to explore you can Same. read however you right <laughs> I'm, I'm picking are, up what you're putting down yeah that that's or, what I was thinking tonight as I'm like explore i was not getting into the physical explorer as some people may you you were putting it out there it's okay I, just after I with it. like i didn't think about it that way i i was watching her tonight thinking like i don't know what the hell balen told her like to get her so pissed off about like i don't know if it's the it's her seeing ahsoka and thinking of jedi and it, it is so odd because they are training traditionally she has the braid like it is odd. it is very odd because i feel like balen even though he fought ahsoka in this episode i feel like he likes her for some reason i, I agree like, i think he fought her because he had to right yeah. he said it could have been different he said you but you made it this way yeah and she even has the uh oh the headset the Jedi headset when she was flying. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, why is she so angry? She's not – I don't know. I mean, I guess age – I always say that age doesn't matter in Star Wars, but you don't think she would be old enough to have any anger or animosity towards the Jedi. Well, it's not towards the Jedi, but it's just towards life because she's mad at Morgan, <laughs> mad at, like, morons. That's true. She's just mad. Clouded she is. Right. She doesn't like anybody. And- which is funny, like to go back another episode when you just did the Yoda, I went back and rewatched. They like Morgan talked to Balin about what does the future hold? And all I could say is like always in motion the future is. You can't really tell. But he tried to like give her a a reading on what the future would be like. <laughs> that that's a very light side way or interpretation of it though. The you know, think of Palpatine was dead set on what he saw the future being. He thought there was no other outcome than what he had seen. This comment from Adam, I love it. When he was fixing stuff, I thought he was going to start a DIY YouTube channel. I'd be in competition with Huyang. I, I would, I would try to align with them honestly, because I can relate to the position he was in, being a plumber, laying on your back. Going let's, like let's do a DIY collab. <laughs> hey, you guys, you can do a stitch. I, I would love it. This is how you fit. What's the name of a circus ship? I don't know what is. <laughs> If you fly one of these, he's got a little tripod set up. Slave, you know. called the Slave Two. I don't know what the name of her ship is. Like an actual name or the either? Do you it's know? Like, it's like a Jedi Ambassador shuttle. I it has a specific like a, name. Uh, sure, I'll take your word for that. Because they're on the shelves already. It is a <laughs> T6. Ahsoka Tano's T6 Jedi shuttle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is it is Lego that's putting it out, though. <laughs> Has, it, I, a lot of it's Hasbro. Hasbro's got issues. You can go, you can go buy that shuttle right away. You can, you can get that. It has uh, more rock uh, in it, which is body is made out of green gas so that's a really rare lego and then uh and then you got the ghost already out there when did they put that one out there did they put that one out there prior to this episode i i'm i'm kidding about the green gas thing well i was just gonna say so if there is green gas i mean that would that would be them spoiling yet another portion and that's why i hate the merchandise coming out beforehand well yeah that's what like this set comes with huyang ahsoka Sabine with her helmet on and um, Morak. And then you've got uh, the ghost, which comes, uh, which comes with, uh, you know, Hera, Hera, and uh, Chopper. Uh, what's his name? J- Jason. Um, Sindula. Sindula. And yeah. So one missed opportunity. Zeb needed to be in an X-Wing. Can he fit in the next wing? Hey, they, we'll give him like a B wing. Give him something. He he needed to be in that. He needed to be helping out. I mean, Zeb's got to join up with them when they go out there, right? Here, here's timelines though, right? So we got Carson Tava, who we know meets up with him at that like in Mandalorian three at that outpost. Prior to Zed, like, so is Zed stationed at that outpost and Carson Tava just comes and goes as he pleases? Because Carson Tava was up in the fleet up on the, when does go down to become 
the ground-based enforcer of the outer rim and what when is he it's just where does this fit in that overall mandoverse timeline well it has to be after season two why does it have to be after season two because she captures morgan in season two correct okay my hope was that this was taking place, honestly, like in my mind, this is taking place after the last Mandalorian season, which I know probably isn't true. I just wish it would be that way where it's like it could have happened I, before. Yeah, everything I've read says it's concurrent to Mando season three. So it's all happening at the same time as three. OK, right. but I'm then, down with that. But my only my only my only pushback or my only question is then the Carson Tava Zeb those two or three scenes i don't i don't like i just don't like the kind well but i mean you don't know how much time goes past through mando season 3 correct i mean Tom, i mean in mando season 3 he goes in like what one episode or two episodes he goes to the mando secret planet he goes to that uh, tropical bar and then he goes to coruscant I mean, time slippage, Nick Shesky, is something that is becoming a more and more harder for me to deal with in this in this space. <laughs> Obi Wan senses that Luke is in danger and jumps in a ship and goes to hyperspace and lands like two minutes later during the chase from Riva. I mean, it's it's. I know. I mean, you just got to go with it, you know. And disbelief. It is space wizards. I do agree that there needs to be a moment in this series that puts it concrete in the timeline. I agree. There's something, something in the. It doesn't even have to be big. Just something in the background that helps you kind of establish when events happen. Well, we should get a pretty good uh, sense of that in the next few episodes when Mando shows up. Which he probably will with Grogu, but at the same time, you're saying we'll get a good sense of that when you jumped into the world between worlds, and God knows when you can jump out of that. Dude, Which, we're about to have some fun. I'm fine with it. You know, yeah. I'm, you're going to see good, some but... really great stuff. You may not like it, but <laughs> I just fear the lazy writing. That is, I fear, and I fear the sequel haters none of that wanting to erase it i i know but there's still- they can want that until the end of the time but if they're not getting it i but all you're going to do is give now you giving them and more fandom oh there actually is a mechanism to do that who that would be cool for those casual fans that don't know anything about the world between worlds now you're opening up the world between worlds to a larger audience the raylos stuff- have been talking about the world between worlds since ben solo died <laughs> Raylos, I, I mean, right. That's what I'm talking about. The Raylos are now going to have more ammunition because now there's more people that know about the world between worlds, right? So now it's going to have, uh, it's going to reinvigorate some of that conversation, and that just is what irritates me. I like it as a premise. I like, I like the concept of it. I, I, I like it because. One thing I do like about Jedi, and I've talked about this before, is I like that different Jedi have different abilities. And Ahsoka is the only one that we know of at the moment that can go into the world between worlds. 
Ezra got shown the way in, right? So her and Ezra, the only two that we know of, are in the world between worlds. Yoda. Because he transfers back and forth. Was he, he talks to Ezra. Was he actually in it? I don't know. Is anybody actually in it? See, like, that's just the lobby. Uh, that's just like the gaming lobby you go into when you die as a Jedi. That's what I'm looking at it as, you know? The and, Emperor knew about it because he used it to try to seduce Ezra. Well, he tried. Well, see, he, he couldn't get it open. He had a trouble. He had trouble getting it up. That's why he had to go after Ezra, who was younger and more viral, virile. Right? But wasn't Sheev courting Ezra to try to open it because he didn't know exactly how to open it? <laughs> I want to say yes, but then again, I mean, he's also really good at making people think one thing when it's actually the other thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't put as much faith in the Emperor as you do because you have. I don't think I put that much faith in the Emperor. I'm just saying that's just the way his character was written. I just, I, I, I refuse in my head canon to allow him to have that much power. I could be completely wrong, but I just refuse to allow him to have that much power. I think he. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, there's a possibility that he couldn't himself get in there, but once, you know, Ezra did. I mean, he pretty much uh, destroyed all of it. So, and again, that's stuff that I need to go back and rewatch. So, am I supposed to believe that Ahsoka was just thrown off a cliff and hit a rock, and that's how she died, though, and got sent into the world between worlds? So, somebody would have had to pull her into the world between worlds. So you're you're like falling, and then you're just like, and you're in the world between worlds. You don't actually die. The way it, yeah, the way it happened was. Ezra was in the world between worlds and he started seeing all these little pockets of time. There was things a portal, happening. Yeah. There was a portal and you could see and watch like you're watching so, the window and watching the time. Yeah. The emperor like, was tempting him to step into one portal because his family was there. He looked in another portal and saw Canaan right before he died. And he contemplated, could he save him? Then he in the last one he saw Ahsoka fighting Vader, and right before Vader struck her down, he pulled her through the portal. Yes. Now this is like this is definitely a toy that's played with with other franchises because you have Loki and and all the timeline fun that they're having with that show. I don't know if you guys watched the first season of Loki, but it's very similar with the Marvel multiverse and everything that's going on there. And then you have um, think about uh, Harry Potter. Uh, and uh, what uh, what You're is it? Prisoner of, Az Prisoner of Azkaban? Hermione Granger with the little watch yeah. band. But see, yeah. that's okay. So <laughs> I guess my difference is that's set in a magical universe, so I can allow myself to suspend my disbelief. And it wasn't a magical, mystical place where she gets to go and choose. She just turned the clock back and was able to go back to a different. She wasn't like coexisting in an in, in abysmal plane where she can walk around and look at different parts of everyone's life. They jump. were able to go back in time and make moves that affected their journey, though, which I remember when I was younger watching that and just being I like, I don't understand this. The force is pretty magical myself. I mean, I don't think it's much different than magic. I think that's what Morgan and Balin were alluding to yeah. in the other galaxy was that. The force was seen more like magic. 
Yeah. Like the Night Sisters. And I know there was a part where Harry dies and he's at a subway station talking to uh, Dumbledore and they're yeah. both in this like this death place mm. and Harry comes back because he's the chosen one and they right. all it's and all that stuff. So there is that little uh, there is that plane of existence where you can coexist, which you said is just kind of like purgatory. Yes. Yeah. Jedi purgatory. Yeah. Jedi purgatory. I mean, it's, I'm like almost see what's funny is I still, I'm a, I'm a complete dumbass and still have yet to watch. I, I could just go watch the episode of Ezra going to the world between worlds. I I'm going to go on YouTube after this and just type in what is the world between worlds and do a bunch oh. of research on it. Cause it's the one bit of star Wars that I haven't freaking watched still. No, but D-Doc, here's the thing. You make you make entertaining podcasting because you have questions and then the two of us argue about the answers. If everyone just had the same level of knowledge, then it wouldn't be as entertaining. True, true. I mean, I, I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 the other night, and there's a similar situation in that, actually. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. I, I don't tried, want to spoil I it. get into the squirrels. I tried to get into Rocket Story, and I just couldn't get into Rocket Story. Yeah, but to me, this is to me, this is something like it. And I might be the opposite spectrum of you on it, Brent. Like to me, this is something Star Wars needs because it's like seeing it in live action. I mean, obviously, it's been an animation, but seeing it in live action, seeing this happen now, I think it's a pretty cool thing, a pretty cool tool that can be used creatively because. Mm -hmm. I mean, what the hell are they going to do next episode? Is next episode going to be like a full Ahsoka Anakin episode? Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> it really would be. It would be really cool. And I heard rumors that, is it Filoni directed episode five? Yeah. No, definitely a World Between Worlds. Almost all World Between Worlds episode then. Yeah, I heard it's like a 50 minute, like, Filoni directed episode. So, like, he, you could, who knows what they're going to do with it. While I do agree with the creativity is there, I fear the community just like i fear the community on everything but i fear i fear the gimmicks and the lazy writing that can come with it as well with great power comes great responsibility with great storytelling devices comes great ability to make it completely go the wrong way That's i agree true. with that it's true but when one thing i like about this show is there oh did my camera cut out yeah can you guys still hear me yeah you're good sound um, one thing I like about this show is that I don't know why my camera turned off. One thing I like about this show is that, uh, they're letting the moments be the moments. Like when, when Ahsoka's having her stare down with Balin, like they're not just making them go fight right away. Like they're, they're having their stare down with each other and like, they're taking that time where like. Those are the things to me that make it good because you're technically getting a couple more minutes per episode of like uh, of of pacing where it's going a little slower, which I'm fine with it. There is action happening, but it's like it's like Ahsoka didn't run into Balin and it's just like, all right, we see each other. Let's pull out our lightsabers and fight right away. It's like there's a little talking involved before. Yeah, now he dropped out. Yeah, now he's gone. So, in general, though, life, this was a really fun episode. Yeah, it was good. I really liked so, it. 
I mean, it was, I think Adam Parker told it, like said right at the beginning that it was like a 40 minute runtime. So it was right at like, if you do an hour long TV show with commercials, so maybe by five minutes, six minutes shorter of what the regular TV show is with commercials. So you're not missing much if you're talking about an hour long drama. Um, and there was enough action and intrigue to get us to talk about it for another, what, 35, 40 minutes afterwards. Yeah, it was a good episode and it went fast. Correct. I'm and back. it was, it was like, this is like, so if you want to go back to Andor, this is way more entertaining than Andor was. And I will admit that there was because of the action, right? I mean, there was, there was some yeah. fights. There was some, there was some cool Sabine, uh, Ahsoka moment. Um, and there was enough there to let you try to chew on, which is what my last message said before you guys said I needed to come on. I just liked watching it in the dark and like reacting with you guys um, as opposed to being on and not being able to hear it, stuff like that. Um, but my last message, well, there's lots of like and there's a lot to dislike. I mean, the lot to dislike on my end was my reference to the world between worlds. Right. But. I mean, it was really good, and I figured you guys would have a bigger reaction when Anakin came on. Like, you guys were kind of silent when Anakin came on. I, I was trying to keep it in. I was really <laughs> excited. He's my I expect, of, he's I, in my top three favorite characters. I love Anakin Skywalker, and I will die on the hill that hating Christensen in Revenge of the Sith was a perfect Anakin Skywalker. I agree. You can you can die on that hill. Uh, I'm not going to be there with you. I still don't like episode two, Anakin, but I understand it more. I and I agree with what you said at the beginning. Is if you would have started with a more teenaged Anakin and going um, episode one being not young, young eight year old Anakin and make more a teenaged Anakin. Yeah, my my problem with the episode two Anakin is that if you have to explain to me why a character acts the way they do to understand that character, you didn't do a really good job of creating and writing that character. I it's just it now once you've explained it to me, yeah, it was like oh okay yeah now I get it oh okay okay I get it now. Still not great, but I get what you're going for. But it'd be nice if that would have been like organic in the film that I picked up on it. Right, and I feel like it, it was too stiff and wooden. On, yeah, um, it like his that that's my biggest problem, and it never translated for me into episode three. Episode another, three, I thought it was really good, but another, I still get it. Another one up for this series uh, on Kenobi is the. Uh, the Anakin just looked a zillion times better than Anakin did in Kenobi. <laughs> I gave you that. But I think that was intentional, right? Because you were they were trying to make a 40-year-old look like a 15 or 18-year-old, whereas this one... They're... Which is a dumb decision. You didn't need to do that. You could have had Anakin with the long hair. You can make a younger-looking Anakin with the long hair. Like the... That They didn't need to go back to Attack of the Clones. Like... Right. They were going back. They were going back to his training, Anakin. Versus this is like Revenge of the uh, Revenge of the Sith, whatever turn, whatever, whichever one, Episode Three. Yeah, and but and I hate to be that guy, but I'm always that fucking guy for some reason. They train like that all the way up until 
the they left the cruiser in Revenge of the Sith. They left the cruiser. Which cruiser are you speaking of? The cruiser that they left in their Jedi starfighters at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. You never see them leave the cruiser. You just see them fly. I know, I know, but if you read the General Grievous book and then Revenge of the Sith, they're in a cruiser. That's why I said I hate being that guy, but... I can tell he's never graduated, you know? D-Doc, what'd you say? Sorry, I was being... Anakin, uh, Anakin technically never graduated. I mean, Kenobi was always his master up until he turned, right? He was never given the rank of master. Which, that was another... Given the rank of knight, but not master. Right. What One thing uh, that I might be wrong or not on, did Ahsoka say master when she heard his voice instead yes. of Anakin? She said yes. master, right? First time yes. she, she said master. Yeah, which is like, she could be in this whole world where she knows everything that ter- happened to Anakin, where Anakin turned into Darth Vader and everything. And then her initial reaction, even though she's been through her journey where she's a badass on her own, her first reaction was master. Like, you know, like that, like he'll always be her, her freaking, uh, she'll always be his Padawan. You know, and it's like crazy. Obi-Wan always referred to Yoda as master Yoda. It's true. But uh, he was a master on the council. Darth Vader as well. You know, yeah. like part of the part of the Padawan relation part of that Padawan Padawan relationship is to have somebody that they are mentored and so they refer to him as a master. That doesn't necessarily make them a Jedi master or a master on the council. Yeah, it's real confusing because there's a whole thing of what civilians call Jedi and they refer to them as masters. Even the uh, younglings in the temple called Anakin master. Uh, there's one that's a rank and then there's a one that is what we, what would you call it? Like chivalrous or. Yeah. Like Mr. Like Mr. Master. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just mentions of, of saying it. So. I think that there is just, I don't know. We make too much out of it. I think there's yeah. people that make way too much out of that, yes. Yeah, my my thing is, is it's just like after everything she's been through um, with, with him, where like she knows all of the bad that he's done and just her reaction to turn around and see him, like it was like she was back in her Jedi training days. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's kind of what I'm going for is it's like, I don't know. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a fun ride next week. So, D Doc, your fourth grade basketball coach. If you saw him, would you still call him coach? Uh, yeah, that's true. Probably would. No matter what, like right, like I mean, I don't. Well, know if, if he killed a bunch of kids and then like turned into an evil emperor, I don't know if the next time I saw him, I'd be like, "Hey, coach." <laughs> I don't think she was saying, "Hey, coach." Like like the master like that. But it was more like, am I hearing this correctly, master? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but I'm I'm just saying it's like I hear she, your point she too. Back right? into her old self in that moment, you know, with if, like she's back in the Clone Wars. Anakin's a good guy again. Like you know, it's like that. That's kind of what I was going for. Also I funny that she sees him as Episode Three and not as any of the other forms of Anakin that we know of. Well, I mean, that is the last time she saw him except for their duel 
when he was Vader. And well, she also felt him in uh, Clone Wars Seven, right? Like on the Star Destroyer, right? Yeah, because they say goodbye right before they leave for Coruscant. Who pulled Anakin into the world between worlds? Or is he just there? He's a Force ghost. He's just there. Is it a for Is he a Force ghost, or is he really the Anakin? I don't know. I know that's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. It creates my problem with all the Star Wars story storytelling is it's nonlinear, and all this does is create more nonlinearity. Brain hurts, but I liked what the homeboy, homeboy said that uh, you refer to master. I just that's kind of what I was getting at with Coach. Yes, and Boogie, I think uh, Obi called Qui Gon Master at the end of his show, and I think it was actually a very similar quote. I think it was very similar, Master, like Qui Gon. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's just like a for me, like I, 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 it's not about the title or anything. It's nostalgia is what I was going for. Is that is that she's just like I don't know. I think she was just back in her happy moments with him. And Anakin always had long hair in Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, if you don't count the, count the uh, cartoon. Because that he, he was still braided Anakin. In or you mean Anakin. the uh, first Clone Wars cartoon? Yeah, yeah, like the actual, like, you know, 2D cartoon. The first season, the second season he had long hair. It's at the, the end of the first season, I think, is when he gets knighted. Yeah, we're about to we're about to get down and dirty with some Star Wars next week. This is going to be fun. <sighs> halfway halfway point, boys. Halfway point. It's, it's a damn good halfway point. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with this series so far. Yeah, uh, I felt Kenobi started strong and ended strong. I kind of felt the same way about the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Andor, I felt was consistent all the way through. I will give it props for that. It was what it was, and it chose to stay that way. <laughs> I can re respect that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that's what I feel like this has just been pretty consistent with just being like a pretty cool, a pretty cool Jedi story, you know, like a live action Jedi story that's drawn out over these episodes. I mean, it's something we really haven't seen yet. Other than I, I would know, just like to know how this one looks so good compared to the other ones. Uh, Andor did look very, very great, but not uh, to me, not quite as good as this one. Yeah. Uh, this 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 is one of the best visual uh, Star Wars shows that have existed. I mean, Mandalorian has had some incredible shots and and scenes, and uh, I think everything in the Mandalorian has always looked really good, honestly. But uh, showrunner, yeah, this is the best so far, visually, in my opinion. The COVID interruptions. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back and say that I think Boba and Obi-Wan had... I, get, I give you Boba, but not Kenobi. This is where if I'm little Dave sitting in the corner at this large table of like 50 people at uh, like, you know, Lucasfilm headquarters or whatever, and Bob Iger is sitting there and saying, we're putting out Kenobi this year. I don't care. We're putting it out right now. And I would say, uh, Bob, the visuals don't look that great on it. Like, this is like a legendary character and we have Ewan McGregor here for it. So maybe like... <laughs> 
we should just like push this back a year like it already took us nine years to get to this point what, what's one more you know like i don't know <laughs> that that should, kenobi should have been the visually best star wars thing on disney plus that we've seen there's no doubt about that i like I'm, Tiger has a 1920s uh, New Yorker accent. He's smoking a cigar at the <laughs> table. Does he have a monocle? Yeah. <laughs> I want Kenobi out, and I want it out now. Print it yesterday. <laughs> Let me, listen here, see? I'm going to tell you, see? <laughs> All right, boys. I'm gonna I'm gonna call. Well, it. I'll wrap it up, Brent, because yeah. we I, I'd say we I'd say we did the show with justice. I think it's gonna be fun next week. Do you have any final thoughts as we're wrapping up here? I mean, basically, all I was gonna say was what I was told when you dropped off. So I'll let you know. I honestly, I really enjoyed a lot of it. The fact that we were able to go for another almost hour after watching the show, right? Like it's there was a lot there. There was a lot to talk about. There was a lot of good there. I just and you're gonna love it. I'll let the creators have their time I'll let them play in the sand and I'll make my judgment at the end I'm just concerned that it can go too far I understand that concern I I, I feel we'll, we'll see how we're feeling next week Alfie what do you got final thoughts tonight I really enjoyed the episode like I said I've really enjoyed this series so far and I I'm really hoping for some wild stuff to come out in the next episode. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I feel we're going fire and brimstone with this one. And Ahsoka the White is coming out at the end. I like it. I like it. I, that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm, 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 I'm going to go into the hype train, baby. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I, I my my final thoughts on this. I'm very happy with it. I can't wait to see what next week next week brings. To me, this was kind of like a meat and potatoes episode where we're just like, all right, we're getting into some we're getting into some stuff now. And there was a lot of lightsaber action tonight, which will always you know get me excited. So uh, this is this is one of those ones where I'm probably going to go rewatch it again right after we're done this podcast and and just soak it all in one more time. Uh, and just so you guys know, if you're listening on podcasts, we are live streaming these episodes the minute they come out. We've been hopping on here at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights and we've been doing some live streams. Uh, it's been fun. It was fun having Brent in the comments section tonight, too. That was a different layer tonight. You know, it, it was it was fun. Alfie's got his new mic. We're 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 making moves here at Roll the Galaxy podcast right now. So if you want to. Uh, if you want to possibly see a grown man cry next week, tune in to the live stream and watch along with us. We can all do it together because next week's going to be pretty hard to do a live stream, in my opinion, if, it, if it's going to be what I think it is. I'm not going to get my hopes too high on what next week. Oh, is. mine are high. They're way high. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There, there might there might be uh, it might be an interesting watch along next week. So I hope you guys tune in for it. I think any people fan slash Clone War fan is in like um, hard to bring down out of the clouds level right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. And uh, and shout out to Joe as well. Joe's taking a little bit of a break. He'll be back in the future. So uh, shout out to Joe. I know he'll probably be listening to this and posting it up for us. We love you, Joe. Um, and we'll, we'll be streaming next week again at nine o'clock. I mean, I can't wait. So. 
from me, from Alfie, from Brent, from Rule the Galaxy podcast. Until next week, may the force be with you.